Welcome to the Hill Ranch Podcast. I know it's been a long time, but hunting season's finally come to an end. And I decided to do a podcast. I actually have a special guest today. He's a um, odd character, to say the least. He's a dude that does jujitsu. He's a husband, a father. He hunts. He traditional. He hunts with a recurve, so he hunts traditional. He lives in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and he's black. So <laughs> that's my guest today, Ty. What's up, Ty? How's it going, buddy? How you doing, brother? I'm fucking good. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Oh, that was a good introduction. <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much covers it. Yeah, that's like I said, you're an odd fellow. First black dude that I've met that shot traditional. Grew in the fucking city, in the ghetto of all places. Yeah, but, Muskegon's not too uh, not too pretty, but I'd say we have some of like the best like beaches and shit, like uh, lakes. Best beaches. <laughs> Yeah, trust me. Yeah, I'm from yeah. Hawaii, dude, and you're telling me about beaches in yeah, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Listen, 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 listen. You're, that's the ocean. That's our freshwater homes. <laughs> I didn't realize there was such yeah. thing as a freshwater beach. Yep, yep, yep. I can take you to one if you come out to Michigan. But yeah, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii, so I'm definitely, <laughs> definitely jealous of that shit for sure. I've always wanted to surf out there, so I can't talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how I met Ty was through Instagram and. uh through hunting and stuff so first we'll we'll get into a little bit of our hunting seasons how that's going um and then we're gonna get into some more serious discussions about being a husband and a father and being a man in general so this year i shot my first mule deer shot him with a recurve um out west this is my first year living out west i ate an elk tag i had three months to hunt and I just couldn't find them. I also ate a black bear tag. So that's how my season went. How about you, buddy? Um, I started off um, going out west for elk. Spent, I think, nine, ten days out there. Like eight days in the woods. Um, didn't get any elk. Got into the elk um, like on the last day of my trip. So kind of just ran out of time. Came back home. Wait, wait, wait. Um, were, pretty... were, were, were you hunting with a recurve? Yep, yep, yep. I was hunting with my recurve. Yep, yep. So you went all the way to Colorado and took a fucking recurve? Yep, yeah. Damn, bro. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. It's, I don't know. Once you get to a certain point, like, that thing really becomes an extension of your hand. And it's like, you just adapt. Because people were like, asking me all kinds of crazy shit you know what i mean before i was going out like around town and stuff and well yeah they probably never ran into a fucking black dude that hunts let alone with the fucking recurve i know i haven't right i haven't no my grandpa's the only one that i've run into but he didn't he's never gone out west or anything hunting wise but um yeah so um anyways the 
elk were, I mean, it was where I was hunting, bro, was like literally insane pressure. Like I'm talking fucking opening day of Michigan gun open deer season. Like it was, it was bad. Like over the counter unit. Yep. Oh, um, damn. I was hunting with, um, Dan, uh, baby tread Jesus. And, um, go on in there, go on in there. Um, cause I'm talking on the phone. Go on, go with me. Um, I was with Dan, baby tread Jesus for the second half of my trip. And we got into the elk a little bit, but dude, I think we called five or six hunters in, in one day in one afternoon. It was fucking, it was insane. Um, Dude, you're friends with the fucking trad Jesus himself. He never hooked you up? Oh, yeah. He, he, yeah, he, he put us at, so what happened was. Oh, here's a story. That never is a good sign. Yeah, no, we were basically, the basin we were glassing down into, um, the elk had been in like preseason and whatnot. And the way they were moving, we couldn't see them moving on the other side of this basically like other mountain range or whatever, not entirely, not entirely different range, another ridge. And that's where they were the entire time. So we didn't figure that out until fucking day seven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, was it, uh, what, what time of year was this? Um, this was like the first week of, uh, season. Oh, so season. it's super dark, super green. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were getting, I mean, we saw everything but elk. Like, I saw giant muley bugs, I mean. How come you didn't buy a muley yeah. tag? Aren't those over-the-counter also? No, not in... Oh, not, not the, the unit you were hunting? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. That's always um, a fucking case. Yep, so no muley tag, and the fucking black bear tags were sold out by the time like i tried to get one so that was very unfortunate and then yeah we just left but the good thing was we could shoot a bull or a cow with our tag but like i said we just we got into them too late and yeah it was that was that it was a good trip though learned a shit ton um it's kind of life-changing for me that was like my that was my second trip out west with the reeker for uh, um like hunting and then yeah, came back home for deer season and had, like, a lot of action-packed fucking uh, situations in the deer season. But, man, just, like, shit that's been happening um, that I've never experienced before, like, clipping branches and just um, deflections off of, um, like, shots. Like, I hit um, I hit a buck in the shoulder. Um, rent, uh got through his front shoulder and the way the arrow deflected like um basically deflected over like the top of his lungs so it wasn't like uh like a uh what is it called a kill shot or whatever yeah yeah and it came out basically like parallel with his uh shoulder blades so i had to learn that tough lesson like on public with like a nice fucking eight point with you know what I mean with a traditional bow? Bro, you have no fucking idea. I shot last year at the on the ranch. I've been hunting this buck I called Big John for two years. Just a fucking Damn. stud whitetail. 
game cameras, everything, every every fucking bit of one seventy. And I go, I'm, I, I, I go, I go into the tree stand, and I sit there. I get in the tree stand because I got him patterned, and I get into the tree stand at five a.m. Sun doesn't come up till seven thirty. Yep. That day was five degrees in Texas, which never Holy happens. Shit. Froze my ass off. The sun That's comes cold. up, and I see him about eighty yards cross the trail. And I'm like grunting. He just doesn't even pay attention. Goes straight into the brush. And I'm like, fuck me. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to sit here all day until I find the deer. <laughs> yeah, right. So I, I hear, or I, I hear like a branch break and I see movement at around 1030. In fact, it was 1037. That's how much, that's how big this deer was. It was 1037 in the morning. And he steps out and I range. There's a tree in the um in the middle of the path, and I range that tree. Tree's at 37. He steps out and I stop him. I'm at full draw. He doesn't even see me. I stop him. And my peep is it, I'm shooting my LS6, which is I had a new string on it, and my peep had twisted a bit. Okay. I'm shooting the knock-on um silverback. So I draw back and I guess I was so excited. As soon as I let that thumb button uh, safety go, my bow fucking went off. And I watch him smack him square in the shoulder. And this deer turns, runs away, and I can see my arrow sticking out. I'm like, fuck, I don't know if I, like, I was so in the moment. I didn't know if I penetrated or what. I climbed on the tree stand. I go after him. I go in there and I look and I find my arrow. And I got a quarter of an inch of penetration on my broadhead. Holy shit. Yeah. That's what, that's what, so my situation, it really took me for a loop because like, so my fucking arrow was all the way through the deer, basically up to the fletchings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I could see the broadhead on the other side and it wasn't, it was like below below the back strap and all that shit like i know it uh heard it bust through his first shoulder and i know it had to come out the side. i just don't know where it came out on the opposite side you know what i mean because he was broadside when i yeah. hit him and then he was running away kind of like quartering hard but yeah it was a situation man it was like that one dude that one was <laughs> that one was fucking tough to come back from because i had fucking had three deflections before that and this is like you know what i mean deer all within 20 you know what i'm saying yeah just ridiculous shit dude and just i've never done that before so like having to deal with that yeah it was was a tough season mentally like it it definitely uh it was good i mean you gotta go through it you know what i mean at the end of the day it's like fuck you gotta go through it you gotta remember that um and just get better but it's like that's some mental, I mean, man, that shit's mentally hard, man. Especially, like, when you're family, you know what I mean? Like, you got kids. Like, you can understand, like, my my son's literally fucking asking me, like, Dad, have you killed this <laughs> Yeah, no. What's going on? No, that's, well. a couple killed by now. What is Well, that's, like, for me, because I hunt out west now, it's, like, when I go hunting, I'm gone for three days. I, I, I pack my shit. 
Thursday night, throw it in the truck. Friday after work, I'm driving up to the mountain. I'm staying Friday, Saturday to Sunday. And opening weekend of elk season, I got in on some elk. I got in on some cows. And I, out here, you can shoot a bull or a cow in archery season. I got 20 yards from these cows. And they were just down in this miserable hole. I was, It was four miles f- from the truck, which doesn't that's seem a like a big long, deal. No, that's well, dude. That's what, let's talk about, I know you like to talk about that, like, that's another thing, like, people that crack me the fuck up when they're talking about hunting way the fuck back and this and that, and I'm like, bro, well, this, well, so, so for me, flat, I can walk all fucking day, like, I don't care how heavy the pack is, I've, I've done 30 miles with a 65 pound pack, it took me, it took me 12 hours. But I've done it. But the problem was I was down in a hole. So it was about a mile and a half up. Three or two and a half down to the truck. And then two and a half back up. Mile and a half down into the hole. And then do it all over again. And it was in August. So it was hot. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, fuck, I should just arrow one of these cow. And they're so oblivious that they start walking away. They get to 50. And I have my compound still. So they get out to 50. I call my wife and I'm like, hey, I found these cows. Should I shoot one? And she said, it's opening weekend. Shoot a fucking bull. Yeah. So I'm like, that's- fuck. Okay. So I, I pull out of there and uh, hunted for since August till fucking last weekend. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, even now though, I, I have no regret from shoot, not shooting those cows. The main reason yeah. is I know that the meat would have been wasted. Right. It just, right. there's no way I could have, I hunt solo out here. So it's like, I, there's, yeah. there's no, just, it's impossible. Don't get no, and that's what, so, okay. To back up to my story, my elk story. So the last day, that me and Daniel were together. We split up basically. And I was the one who found the elk. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there, but these elk are like a four mile hike back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm back there by myself all day. And no, that's the shit. Those are the questions and solutions that like people really need to like take into consideration. Cause like even myself, like you see me, like, I'm in fucking tip-top shape, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, can, I can do fucking anything. But, like, when you actually do the math on the situation, it's like, bro. Yeah, you, you can do I anything. Shot an elk back there, you can do anything until you add 150 pounds to your back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, and people, yeah, people just don't understand that. And that's, what, that's exactly what happened to me. I was like, I am not fucking shooting an elk or going after an elk midday four miles back solo. And then trying to fucking carry it out. That yeah, exactly. Like, that's yeah. that's how you fucking kill yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, literally. No, and that's and that's why I like some of these guys that that are like, oh yeah, I, I shot this bull ten miles back. Like I've run into guys and they're like, yeah, we go this far. And I'm like, I'm looking at them and I'm like, there's no fucking way your no. fat ass is hiking back ten fucking miles. I do no. four and my legs hurt with just my camp on my back. You're not going to fucking tell me you take your fucking 300-pound fat body up there 10 miles. 
no, people people like to like to talk that shit, but I I, I until I see it, I don't believe it usually. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, Snyder Snyder is really the first. Well, that, that was the first guy I got to see like actually fucking get down on the mountain. And then I was like, okay, now I have like a fucking example. Yeah, but but even that dude, he's something else, man. Like. I don't know. He's a monster. I don't know how he spends so much time in the backcountry. Like, yeah, I cannot be away from my fucking family that long. Just three days, and I'm like, fuck. I need to be home. Like, fuck this. Sleeping on the mountain by myself in a fucking sleeping bag, listening to coyotes fucking call at night. Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. that, man. No, he's the thing is like he's in a different he's in a different space in life you know what i mean yeah he's older he doesn't have kids yeah he's older he's in a different he's in a different space not that he couldn't do it back then but like he's that's what he fucking does like that's his shit you know yeah that's what pays his bills it's his pays his bills and that's what makes him tick you know what i'm saying like you don't give a fuck about being out there like he loves it that's what that's like why I like to be around him because it's not any pussy shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not no fucking whining or this, that, and the other. We got to go eat or we got, yeah, like, I don't know. There's just a, there's just a certain tone, you know what I mean? That being around you, I'm sure, being around Aaron, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, it's all the same. It's like, it's work ethic. That's why most people don't fucking man. have it. That's the problem. Yep. You know, and just grit, you know what I'm saying? Not fucking bitching. Like, Oh boy, poor Daniel. We had a situation on the fucking mountain. First of all, I don't even know the full name of what the fuck he had, Daniel on the mountain, but he was fucked up, dude. Like real fucked up. And I didn't even know how bad he was until like a month later. How high were you guys hunting? Dude, we, the truck was at 10 thousand oh so he had elevation sickness no 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 he had no he came out there with like um i want to say it was an infection of some it was some shit covid was like really messed no, <laughs> he was fuck, bro he was fucked up like I, I there was a couple times bro where i was like i'm gonna have to carry this motherfucker off the mountain i think you know what i mean like, yeah was, yeah 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 it was serious bro and fucking um anyways through all that, we fucking get up, we get up there, and I fucking forgot the fucking tent stakes, and so I get up there, I take the tent out and shit, shelter and all that, I'm like, fuck, where are the tent stakes, where are the tent stakes, looking <laughs> around, I'm like, fuck, son of a bitch, dude, I forgot the tent stakes in the truck, so, like, those type of situations, it's like, frustration, but then, like, immediate solutions you know what i mean like we yeah. fucking whittled sticks in like fucking 10 minutes and <laughs> problem solved but it's like little indians would, bro most people would just be fucking like i know plenty of people that would have walked back to the truck and fucking wasted an entire day over that type of shit but. fuck i would have left i would have been so fucking pissed at myself i would have just got in my truck <laughs> and fucking drove home <laughs> I, I was, no and that's and that's the thing i think like complaining that's one thing i learned when i was in the army was like if you're cold everybody else around you is also probably fucking cold so you reminding everyone every 10 minutes that <laughs> that it's cold doesn't help anyone it's like 
<laughs> bro, there was a dude on our team, and he would just, like, it was everything. Like, when it's hot, it's like, oh, man, I'm so thirsty. It's so fucking hot. Man, this sucks, man. It's fucking hot. And I'm like, bro, you don't think I fucking know it's hot? I'm standing right next to you, you stupid motherfucker. Shut the fuck up. You're making me more hot because I'm fucking thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, drink some water. Shut the fuck up. We have something to do. And that's what I think um, is just like a big problem. People can't, um, as far as like, you know, the, the stigma of like, oh, men are not supposed to suppress their emotions and all this bullshit. It's like, yeah. it's not about that. It's about in certain situations like that and just sacking up situations in life. Yeah, exactly. Just sacking up for the moment and getting the fuck through. Then you go back and dissect and that's when you fucking bring your emotions to the forefront and see what you can change for the next, you know what I'm saying? The next go or whatever the fuck. Oh yeah. Well, it, it's just like today, right? So this morning I went snowboarding and I get up to the lift and I have this card there. There's a reloadable card. I gave it to my wife this morning to, or last night to pay for my lift ticket. She took it, paid for my lift ticket, handed it back to me. So I get up to the mountain and I fucking scan it and it's like, don't like decline, decline, decline at, at the lift. And I'm like, what the fuck? Right. So the guy's like, um, the guy's like, maybe your credit card's messing it up. He's like, they, they open it so I can get on. And then I go to the next one and it's the same fucking thing. And I was like, what the fuck? So we come down and I, I call my wife and I'm like, hey, did you reload my card? And she's like, I bought you a lift ticket. I said, no, 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 no. Did you reload the card that I gave you for my lift ticket? She said, no, I just bought you a lift ticket. And I was like, God damn it. I told you to fucking reload my card. Now I got to fucking snowboard all the way to the fucking bottom. Get my shit. Get a new card. Come all the way back up here. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, okay. I hang up the phone. Literally like 30 seconds later. I stop myself and go, hey, fuckface, you could have bought your own fucking card and reloaded it yourself. You asked her to do you a favor. Exactly. And now you're yeah. mad at her because she didn't do you the favor correctly when she was doing you a favor in the fucking first place. So I, While I you're out snowboarding and shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. So, so I immediately text her and I'm like, I, I'm sorry that I just snapped at you. This is my fault. One, I should have been more clear and been more communic communicative with you yep. about this. Yep. And two, I should have just done it my fucking self instead of asking you for a favor because you were actually busy. So that's probably why you weren't really paying attention when I was talking. Yep. So I'm sorry. Yep. And I think that I think that goes a long way. It was like, Immediately, I realized like I was being a fucking asshole, and I think, right. I think as men, we've kind of been pushed into this corner where women are subservient to us because of like, and I see it with feminism, right? They kind of push us into this corner with that bullshit, like, oh no, no, like we're all women, we're better than men, we're this, that, and the other. It's like, yeah. if we just work together instead of men versus women then our relationships would be a lot happier, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. No, and that, that, that's exactly it. It's like, 
not only will you be happier, but the relationship will actually be deeper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the prosper. Never fucking thought of. You know what I'm saying? Like you will be a hundred percent in a deeper relationship with, you know, your husband, wife, whatever. Like if you just think about that type of stuff, you know, because I think it goes. Not only does it go a long way. I mean, I think it goes a lot more than people give credit to or even understand. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what. I'm at the same spot, you know what I'm saying, with my wife. Like, we've been, me and my wife have been together for 12, 13 years. Basically grew up together, like high school sweethearts, a whole, you know what I mean, whole yeah. nine yards and been through everything up and down, whatever. And I'm still, like, I'm at the point now where I, that's where I'm at. Like, I have, like, a little bit of frustration or something like that like i immediately i'm like fuck i'm sorry like i lost my cool it wasn't your fault it was like me i need to i need to fucking change i need to be better like that's not a good example for the kids to see it's not a good example of like a husband it's not me leading you guys in general even if you weren't my family like it's bullshit in, yeah. in any regard you know well and i think a lot of it too is like we're, we're pretty spoiled like oh yeah my wife oh, yeah. My wife works full time at home. She's a she's a medical auditor for insurance companies. She has two of our younger ones at home who are fucking four and five, and then our two older ones who go to school. She also cooks, cleans, does everything. So it's like the dumb shit that I complain about in the grand scheme of things is just that it's fucking dumb shit because I could never do her job, and right. I think that's another thing that fucking pisses me off is like with this society because her parents used to do this to her too. It's like when she was a stay at home mom, she, because my wife originally went to school for nursing. And, um, once we had our second kid, um, I got injured and I told her, I was like, Hey, I think you should stay home with the kids. Like this isn't, this isn't going to work because I got injured and I was still active. And it's like, once like I go through the process of healing, I don't know where I'm going to be at. So I think you should stay right. home with the kids while we can afford it. And right. her parents were, would always ask her like, oh, when are you going back to work? How come you're not working yet? And I'm and I it always irritated me that that we put stay at home moms on this this lower list compared to like a CEO of a company or some woman that fucking does whatever like does nails for a living or something like that. It's like when you're a stay-at-home mom, you're a fucking chef. You're a fucking babysitter. You're a fucking school teacher. You're a fucking Mm -hmm. wife. You know what I mean? There's so much shit that goes on as a stay-at-home mom, way more than any cunt who's out there just fucking doing nails or hair or a fucking CEO of a company. It's like, yeah, that's all good and well, but you can't fucking buy your kid's fucking time. Once your yep. kids grow up, they're gone. Exactly. So, like, let's 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 dive into this because, like, okay, to give you a little cliche, or just a fucking another monkey wrench into like how funny my situation is. Like, my wife is basically the brains. Like, she's a fucking brainiac. Like, smart as fuck. Got three degrees. She's fucking like a chemist. Um, she was a chemist. She has like a chemistry degree. Oh, that's why she. She's, that's why you're so jacked. She's making you all the roids. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight from the lab. <laughs> straight from the source. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So this was very interesting, right? So, okay, my wife, so I work for my dad, um, bail bonds, bounty hunting, construction, that type of shit. Um, just a fucking knuckle dragger. You know what I mean? Bro, oh, hold hold on, hold on. You're not going to just fucking gloss over bounty hunter like what are you fucking the black dog like you're the black dog the bounty hunter or what i i used to be yeah i don't i don't really do that shit too much anymore but yeah i had my days you had a mullet (laughs) i had a mullet for a little bit but uh, i didn't get to sew in like he did damn (laughs) but no my dad started that shit like about 20 years ago and um yeah, man, that's kind of like what he did as I was growing up. So that's like the shit I was around. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, his best friend was like fucking SF, um, guy who's like my uncle, Tef. Um, so they were just fucking getting it. You know what I mean? Like they were just fucking getting it. And, um, yeah, I got to get a taste of that action for a couple of years. It was, it was pretty cool, but it's like, it gets boring after a while. Like, it's not like, it's not like, Bro, you you fucking sit around, you you hunt these people, but then you gotta fucking like cuff them and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And bring them back. Yeah, yeah. So it's I got I got bored of that shit, and that's when I got into like actually hunting because I was like, oh cool, like I can actually kill these fucking things at the end. Fuck <laughs> it. But no. Um, well, that's why like people. We, we People ask me now, like, oh, what do you hunt? I'm like, everything except humans now. (laughs) That's what, like, so when I got out of high school, I tried to get into the military, but they wouldn't let me because of my fucking asthma. Because you're black? Um, Yeah, that's what they said. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't get to get to partake, but you didn't miss much. yeah, no, we we did a lot of cool shit, man. I mean, we changed a lot of a lot of people's lives and a lot of homes because of bounty hunting. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like we were heartless. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. We would like the like the if we if there were kids involved. You know what I'm saying? If somebody had to leave like kids and shit, man. Like, bro, every year we'd fucking take kids on shopping sprees at fucking you know what I'm saying stores. And Fuck yeah! Drop off fucking boxes of like, bro. We were doing that shit for years you know what i'm saying back back in the day so yeah it it was really good um but like i said it just got boring for me and it was a little bit too too dangerous like you know what i'm saying like my generation compared to my dad's generation is like a lot different as far as like the streets go oh yeah yeah no our our generation are way more trigger happy yeah yeah exactly so i was like bro i'm not i'm not fucking around with that especially like I'm hunting, like, in, you know what I mean? You're hunting fucking... Near your house. Locally. Yeah, exactly. So it's... You don't want to be doing that shit in these days and times, you know what I mean? It's way too fucking... Way too touchy. Well, yeah, they've been fucking blasting cops at gas stations and shit. Oh, yeah, and then if you do something, you know what I mean? You're automatically going to be fucking railroaded, so... Yeah. We got... We kind of got away from that, and just focus more on construction and um like lead abatement work so getting the lead 
out of houses and whatnot for the yeah. city. Um, but yeah, but so to go back to jump back to the whole like husband wife thing. Yeah, relationships. The the what's <laughs> when my wife first got pregnant, I was obviously doing my thing with my dad and whatnot. She was at the time working in the hospital and then as a chemist as well. And then she got pregnant and we sat down and we were like, we actually made the conscious decision, which I think is like one of the coolest things to explain to my boys when they're older, when they're starting their families and something I think is real pivotal is like, we were like, okay, for having a girl, I don't give a fuck about your salary, you know, this, that, and the other. I want you to stay home so that you can give the girl the foundation that she needs to go out into the world. Yeah. If it's a, if it's a boy, we're going to do the vice versa. So luckily enough, I got, <laughs> I had a Donovan, my first boy. And so I kind of stayed home while she worked. And I think that was like literally one of the best fucking decisions. Um, as far like, as far as like, my last name goes like family decisions probably the last three generations bro yeah to be honest with you because it like what you said earlier the time you can't get that back right so you have to look at things like in a perspective of okay i'm bringing a son into the world i want him to have the greatest foundation that he can have from me yeah why the fuck would it be from someone else like that that was my whole point to everyone that we would talk to or like not even talk to as far as like to have an input on our decisions but like that's how we were running our life so people would be like oh so you're staying home and you're you know what i mean it, yeah it, yeah it's really against, it's against the norm well i mean like for like, me i never had a choice because when we had my first son i was in i was in the military and the yeah. teams were my life man i didn't i didn't yeah. like I look back now and I was a selfish motherfucker, but you ask anybody else that was in my profession and they'll tell you the same thing, dude. There's nothing, everything is about the team and the guys. And it's like, they came before my wife, they came before my kids, they came before my dog, they came before everything. Right. And it's just, it's a weird dynamic. And when we had my daughter... See, I believe a mother's place should be at home always just because like whether it's uh, whether it's boy or girl. And the only reason I say that is because women have more of a um, more of a motherly instinct or nurturing instinct that I think kids need when they're young. And for me, I don't have that. So it's like now that my son's older, like once he was old enough to walk and talk and stuff, it's like, okay, now you're going to come with dad. We're going to go feed cows. We're going to go fucking ride horses. We're going to go fucking kill beautiful woodland creatures. Like we're going to do man shit. No, that's what, dude, it was, it was, um, so obviously she got her time off, you know what I mean? So three months and then, yeah, bro, it was basically from there. I kind of like, you know what I mean? She was like, yeah, I got to, you know, obviously she had to go back. One of us had to go back. And I just, man, I forced myself into doing all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you're I, a fucking, you're dude, a way more uh, calm man than I am. I don't have the patience no, for it that is, shit. Bro, like it, no, it, like me talking right now compared to 
the man that was there, the father that was there, like it was, it was rough and like it was a lot of a lot of growing. Um, my son Donovan's a fucking champ because he just had it. He had it rough because I was still trying to like work a little bit in that time too. Yeah. So like and helping my dad run like multiple businesses and shit. So he was on the road. So I was driving back and forth to Muskegon every day for like a year, dude. So he was on the road fucking an hour and a half to two hours every day on the road. It was, it was, it was pretty rough on him. And that's why after that, when he turned two, I decided like, I, you know, me and my dad had a talk and whatnot. And I was just like, it's just too much on him. Like, I don't want to, that's how I was raised, you know what I'm saying? In an yeah. office and, like, with my dad, like, just literally fucking, like, bro, my dad is, like, a fucking hustler. Like, like, I'm talking, like, to the true meaning, like, not, and, and not, I'm no legal bullshit or none of that. I'm talking, like, straight, like. Yeah, just wants to get yeah, shit. Like, bro. Yes. And so, from a young age, man, I was running around just fucking hustling with him and doing all kinds of stuff, which was good. And I learned a lot, but it was like, I wanted to have a different dynamic with my sons as far as like their foundation and upbringing and, um, just cut out the bullshit, bro. Like cut out the people because here's the thing. When I look back at my childhood, I look back at the people that were quote unquote mentors, OGs, big homies, what the fuck ever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. 98% 98% of those fucking people were full of shit, bro. Yeah. Like, they, they weren't living the standard that they were holding me to. And I'm not, I say that with love because I think I'm, I'm grateful for it because it made me better. But also, it's like, I want to change that for my family and for my sons going forward. I want to be choosy with who, I want to be choosy with who I let um criticize my sons not on a fucking egotistical standpoint it's just i want the best rawest uh most tried and true information coming from the best source you know what i'm saying because i understand how fucking important like one conversation could be how important words are like and and how malleable kids minds are at that age like like, that's all I think about. Like, I don't think about a lot of other shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. those are the type of things I'm thinking about and, and who I'm going to, who do I let communicate? Who do I let around them? Because, bro, they pick shit up from people. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want, the last thing I want to look back on is, like, <clears throat> fucking allowing someone to, not like a super negative influence at one time, but just like taking little negative habits of certain people and implementing that into their day. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's no, I know the biggest exactly fucking challenge of life, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, it's, and that's another thing too. It's like in Hawaii, there's a lot of people that don't like the past generation. They, they portray a certain thing in public and it's totally different in private. And, I think that's why for me, a lot of people like me and a lot of people fucking hate me. But there's one thing that people who know me understand. Who I am on social media is exactly the motherfucker you're going to run into 
when you meet me face to face. Exactly. I'm not, how... I'm not any different. I'm not any nicer on social media than I am in real life. I'm not any... The only difference between social media and my regular life is I have trouble speaking in public. I can't talk to crowds of people. I get nervous. On social right. media, it's just me and my phone. I can just fucking rant. I can do whatever. Same thing with this podcast. I can just talk one-on-one. Right. When I get around a lot of people, I get fucking nervous. And that's why I haven't done done comedy at all is because it's it's hard for me to do public speaking. And a good example of this is like my grandfather. He, uh, If you ask anybody in Hawaii that knew him in the ranching community... Oh, fucking hard worker, badass cowboy, great guy, fucking give you the shirt off his back. You ask my grandmother, alcoholic, fucking abusive, beat the shit out of her, beat the shit out of the kids, hard as fuck. And let's let's dive into this because that, okay, we're fucking getting into the, we're getting into the real weed. Well, so, so I wanted to go because I'm, I'm discovering the same shit. In my family, yeah, and, I, and well, I think this is a fucking stigma and something that happened that nobody is talking about. Yeah, so like he ended up killing himself in 1989. I was born in 91. When okay. when I was when I grew up, like my mom left my father when I was like a year old because he was also abusive and he had anger issues. Well, okay, growing up, my mom always told me like never hit women. And you're going to have anger issues. Like she she would tell me like when I would come home and I would be pissed or I would fight with kids. And like all these emotions that I had was just coming out. Like I threw a fucking chair at a teacher in kindergarten. And it was like where the fuck is this coming from? As a child, I'm like, man, I get mad super fucking quick. Well, it turns out it's because that's like kind of in my DNA. And I see it no, in my kind of it is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I see it with my son, too. It's because like I'm I, I, I don't get very angry with my kids quickly. It's a progression. Yeah. But I see with him, he'll fly off the handle really easily. And I'm 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 trying to remind him like this is where like this. I can see where I was, where my fucking father was, where his father was like the only difference between me and them is I know not to fucking beat my wife. And I know not to fucking beat my kids. Right. But what do you... So, so like, how like how far in depth do you think about these things? Like, because I'm in the same... Bro, I'm in the same exact fucking boat as far as, like... Now, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, for me... People make their own fucking mistakes, but, like, I'm saying... I don't understand in that generation, like, let's talk about that generation because my grandfather, if you ask anybody in the community, bro, is the same fucking thing. Great guy, this, that, and the other. My, my fucking grandpa was a fucking pastor, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, those are the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, they always are, man. And that's, and that's bro, one it, thing too, like with, um, that, that older generation, it's, it's crazy when they talk, when you listen to them talk about like pedophilia, it's like everybody was molested back then. And it's like, bro, we're, our generation is like straight up fucking cap, fucking kill all pedos. Like what, when they talk, it's just like, oh yeah, my fucking uncle molested me when I was a kid. It's like, what the fuck did you just say? And that dude is still fucking alive. Well, it's like, okay, well, let's talk about this because that's, 
that's something that so that hits home that <laughs> that hits home with me because I was in a situation like that when I was a kid, right? Yeah. Um I had my situation, you know what I'm saying? Um the problem is, bro, like okay, I'm not going to talk about I'm not going to speak for any fucking I'm not going to speak for anyone else. I'm going to speak for myself, okay? What happened to me, bro? I was so fucking young that I didn't even know what the fuck was going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like 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 that that's how that's how that's how young I was, bro. Like like four or five years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I didn't even know what the fuck was going on. So what happens? You compartmentalize that as a kid because your innocence takes over. You don't know what the fuck. You don't, you don't even know what the fuck is going on. You know what I'm saying? You're 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 fucking completely innocent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you compartmentalize it, and this is what happens. It doesn't it doesn't hit you until you're until you're growing in a stage of maturity. Usually around for for men, it's like between the ages of like 25 and 31 or some shit like that. Yeah. It's when you start to be like you, you mature and you're like. Those memories, because you don't, dude. Sometimes you don't even fucking remember. Yeah, no, the the memories are repressed, and so that's another thing too. Like, not to cut you off, but that's why I I did. Uh, that's why I I got into um, psychedelics because yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what helped me through a lot of like. So, well, I'll let you finish yours, and then I'll go into something else that about like my relationship with my wife will bounce back to that okay so yeah anyways i mean it doesn't hit you to your uh, age of maturity you're starting to actually question your your own soul your own you know what i mean you're just maturing you're, you're questioning the world what you believe you're, you're trying to figure things out and then it'll hit you and you're just like fuck i actually got my innocence taken you know what i'm saying like you yeah. realize that and it's like it, it, and, and it becomes in it, it's a cycle unfortunately it's a cycle so the beginning is like damn you realize it happened um and then you realize like it goes into a mode of like man that that's bullshit like why the fuck did that have to happen to me you know what i'm saying like God yeah. damn, like you start to look at like the progression of your life and where that crept in and like actually had like a influence on your life you know what i'm saying and yeah, it starts bringing up, like, it, anger issues and shit like that. Exactly. Bro, all kinds of shit. And then just you're, you're questioning a lot until you're lost. You know what I'm saying? You're lost. You're, everything's in question. You, you're, you're fucking a lost soul, man. And it's not, it's, <laughs> it's not a good feeling. It's like, it'll lead you, it'll lead you all the way out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'll take yourself out. I've been there. Um, yeah, you, you end at a fucking round in your face. Yeah, exactly. And that's where, like, I do feel like I have some experience to talk to people and say, like, man, the reason that that's so bad, and I've sat and thought about this for many hours, man, it's like, the reason that, or how do do you get over it, you know, like, let's get to the solution. So I did the same thing, man. I I tried psychedelics, um, which helped a lot. And then um, I don't like I don't drink or anything or dip or like I, I used to do all that shit. Now I do is smoke my vape, like THC, weed. That's all I do, weed and water, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um and 
I started to, you have to, you have to equip yourself. You have to, um, well, make I think, yourself harder to kill. You know what I'm saying? Well, like you have to, I also, that's where jujitsu came in. You well, know? well, I also think with that is you, you got to confront the issues that you've had by realizing oh, yeah. you have a fucking issue and that needs to be dealt with. And like, before we get into jujitsu and training and stuff, I'll hop yeah. back to my side. Like, I was super insecure in my marriage for a long time. My wife and I got married. She was 18. I was 19. Um, I was doing the whole military thing. Fucking went pretty far doing that. Um, pushed myself as hard as I possibly fucking could to be like the hardest dude. One, because I was from Hawaii. I had that chip on my shoulder to represent this small little fucking island. And two, because of my dad. Just I, I wanted him to be proud of me. So I figured the best way for them to be proud of me is me doing some crazy shit and fucking dying overseas. So, right. like, I pushed myself as hard as I possibly could. Not to not to want to fucking die, but it's like, right. if I do die, it's not going to be some bullshit fucking death. Like, I'm going to be right. getting after it. And How was your dad about this? Like, was how, how was your dad when, when you told him you wanted to go into the military? Because mine was like... He didn't care. I was heavily shied away. Mine, mine didn't care. My, uh... I joined at 17. I mean, I, I told my parents, I said, look, you can sign my fucking waiver now or I can join when I'm 18. I don't care. And uh, I said, all you're going to do is slow my career by not signing this fucking paper. So they signed it. And um, <laughs> I, I love it. Like I, I did that whole thing. And, and then when I, when I had my stroke a couple years ago, I, so I had a I had a a couple of TBIs. I had three TBIs and I had a a, a few concussions. Oh, and man. when I had my stroke a couple years ago, I thought I was losing my mind. I couldn't fucking spell. I couldn't talk. Like I would fly off the fucking handle. And mind you, I'm still insecure in my marriage. My wife has never done nothing. Never fucking talked to another dude. Never looked in another yeah. dude. Never did shit. Right. We never had social media until like two years ago. And right. when... this stage. <laughs> yeah. And like I just... I was losing my shit. And yep. I, I can't... I, um, I contacted one of my buddies. And I said, dude, I need help. And he's like, what do you mean? I said... I'm losing my fucking mind and if it doesn't come back tomorrow, I'm going to shoot myself. And he's like, what the fuck? So he called me and he's like, okay, because he had the same problem and I knew he had the same problems. He had, he had a bunch of damage done to his brain. He was a heavy breacher in the SEAL teams. And uh, he's like, I'm going to send you some mushrooms. This is how much you take. This is what you do. I need you to find somewhere to fucking do hyperbaric therapy to get your fucking brain right and all this shit. So I did that and uh, I started microdosing, microdosing mushrooms and that helped a lot. And that put me in a better place, but I was still insecure. That fixed my thought process and I could spell and I could talk and I could, it started to fix my brain waves, but I was right. still insecure because I didn't fix my heart at the time. So what do you think was causing that? Well, that's what, what my, what causing what? Your insecurity. Oh, that's what I'm about to get into. Okay, okay, okay. So I he texts me and he's like, hey, if you do a bigger dose, it'll kill the ego. And I'm like, kill the ego. He's like <laughs> yeah. he's like, a lot of us have a, have massive egos 
to do the work that we've done and from the military stuff and this that, and the other just could help so me not not being a uh, very smart person he told me to do five 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 grams of mushrooms is what's considered a hero dose that's what everybody takes well yep. i'm a fucking team guy team guys go fucking 100 percent. so if, <laughs> if normal men take five i need to take 10 Oh, yeah, you were fucked up. So I took 10 grams of mushrooms and went into my backyard, sat down, and went on a fucking journey that is just – it's it was fucking unbelievable. Well, when we talk about repressed emotions, I had a repressed – or repressed memories. I had a repressed memory of when I was a kid. I had a babysitter when I was younger and she had teenage boys. One day I walked into into one of her teenage boys rooms and he was fucking jacking off. And I knew it was wrong, but I didn't understand. And all I all, all he told me was if you tell anybody about this, you're a fucking bitch. And so I then the next day my mom went to drop me off at the babysitter. And I'm sitting there and I'm fucking crying because I, 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 di- I didn't want to go. I didn't want to be there. Yeah. So I'm like yeah. fucking bawling my eyes out. And my mom looks me square in the face and said, Ikaika, I don't have time for this. I need to go to work. You need to go to the babysitter. I didn't tell her what happened. But I thought seeing her kid crying and really like throwing a fit would stop her. And be like, okay, something's yeah. wrong. Let me figure out what's right. wrong. But instead, what I've learned was, oh, work is more important than I am. My mom, my mom, the one person that's supposed to love me unconditionally in this fucking world and take care of me and protect me, she says, I don't care that you're crying. I don't care you're upset. I need to go to work. So you need to fucking just go. Well, you fast forward. When I get into a relationship with my wife... I'm like, bro, my mom didn't even love me as a fucking child enough to see there was something wrong and not go to work. How the fuck is this woman who I married, who's not yeah. even, didn't even birth me, going to yeah. fucking love me that much? Or how can I, yeah. how can, if I can't yeah. trust my mom to be there for me, how the fuck can right. I trust this other woman to be there for me? And yeah. when I did, when I did my mushroom trip, I realized my mom and my wife are two separate people. They're raised in two separate worlds. They're totally fucking different. And my wife, I put her through hell with my insecurities. Like I would show up. I, w- I wouldn't tell her like when we'd go on training exercises, I wouldn't tell her when I was coming back. So we'd go to like California and shit on a uh, training exercise or yeah. I'd go to fucking a school or sniper school or something and I would just show up at home. Trying to catch her fucking someone else. Yeah. And she's like, hey, why don't you tell me who's home? And I'd be, or why don't you tell me you're coming home? I would have picked you up from the airport or whatever. I'm like, no, somebody's in this fucking house. I know you're fucking someone else. And she's just like, I'm not fucking anyone else. And it was like, when I, when I realized after doing the psychedelics, what I had put her through. And I was like, man, she's still fucking here after all of that. She still is true. She still has my kids. She still hasn't divorced me. Like that would break most women. Exactly. 
So what the fuck are you insecure for if she's already proved to you over and over and over that she loves you and cares about you? And it was like, oh, that's what it was, was I was so fucking, I, I was so hurt by the fact that my mom didn't, my mom chose work over me that I brought yeah. that into my marriage because I didn't believe my wife could love me that much. Right. And that's re- like, that's, that's real, man. That's what, that's what a lot of people don't understand is like those little, those minute things carry over and have, have so much weight. You know what I mean? Going yeah. forward in life. And that's where, like, when I say like staying home with the boys, that type of shit is exactly why like I wanted to stay home like as soon as we found out we were having two boys I'm like oh yeah I'm locked in for five years you know what I mean like five years like it's go time because in my opinion bro like that I have memories of the same shit like I can remember fucking all kinds of stuff bro where it's like yeah man that (laughs) unfortunately bro work and money uh superseded the situation or, or the, whatever was going to happen with what I was trying to do with my mom or dad. And and that I feel like is a fucking problem that we as a society, not, I'm not going to say as a society. No, no, it is. It is. It is a, a society because we've, we as a society have valued money and possessions over family and children. And it didn't used to be like that because we didn't have so many fucking conveniences in everyday life. Yeah, we didn't. I mean, well, well, you look back and it was like kids used to like work the farm with their dad or their mom or like they complain like, oh, I had all these fucking chores I had to do. But when you when you grow up, you realize like, yeah, I had to go feed pigs when I was a kid or I had to go feed the dogs. One, that was teaching me responsibility. And two, my dad was usually there. So I was actually spending time with my dad. Exactly. So there, it, it was a two-part, a two-fold. And some people don't have fucking dads. And, and people may listen to this and say, oh my gosh, you fucking were insecure with your wife because your mom, because your mom didn't fucking baby you. What a pussy. Yeah, that's fine. You can say whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. But that was my story. Yeah, and most of those people that, like, this is the thing, bro. Where I'm at now mentally and, like, just physically, spiritually, whatever the fuck you want to say, I don't have time for people like that, bro. If you're talking dumb shit, ignorant shit like that, bro, I, I like, I don't, I literally don't have time, energy, nothing to fucking spend on you. Like, it's either have a nice day or please don't stop me from getting home. You know what I'm saying? Like, get the fuck out of my way. Like, I I just don't have time for that because, bro, that's what... I just... It's different in the city, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to really, like... It's it's so easy to get caught up and, and lose time living in the city that, like... You have to be hyper focused, like you have. Well, yeah, to be it's, it's like you know like they I mean? say, like, the cities never sleep. Yeah, and and that's true. You know what I mean? Like that's why it takes a certain. You know what I mean? Like yeah, so like the city never fucking sleeps, and you always it's you always got to keep pushing forward in that type of environment. You just and you always have to like. You can't like 
come home and let your guard down. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you can't, you can't just fucking relax. Yeah, and I mean, I do. Like, I relax because, like, I was raised in the city, bro. Like, I know how to basically fucking um, cross my T's and down my eyes so I can relax. But it's like, that's why. So, like, my whole bow hunting journey, like, I was going to get into that industry, this, that, and the other. But, man, you realize how much um, time people spend away from their family and, like, out in the woods to actually be that successful or yeah, this, that, and the other. And, and that was, like, something I had to learn the hard way. And it was just, like, I, first of all, I don't want to give up that much time for that taking away the time for my sons because it's just it's just not worth it for me personally yeah and then two a lot of people don't understand this bro in the hunting community because they don't you know what i mean they don't live and i'm not saying i live in the fucking like ghetto you know what i'm saying like i live in a fucking nice an okay neighborhood like we're we're good you know what i mean but like yeah you're still in the fucking city. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, that's where like, they're they're not going to go rob fucking homeless people. They're going to go rob people yeah. that have fucking stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, we're, you're, you were SF. So I, I follow that, like, uh, what is it? Like the 55% rule or some shit? Like, just fucking blend in. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I threw that fucking, fucking out the window up. a long time, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, bro. Well, it's just like, in the city, it's like, Bro, I gotta, there's so many more, all I'm saying is I have to spread my time with more things because I have to be more prepared to take on different scenarios rather than just like having woodsmanship and like knowing how to do like certain shit. Yeah, you gotta have street smarts. Car breaks up. Yeah, you got, I mean, bro, and this shit is not like, this shit is not, man, bro, you, (laughs) you get caught slipping or some shit, man. It's like, bro... It's oh, I I watch it's fucking not. I watch straight out of Compton. I know what you're saying, my nigga. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it ain't that bad, but man. You gotta. I mean, dude, I gotta make sure I am in shape. I I yeah. do. I can protect the family. Like we, I can literally fucking scoop up my kids and like grab like my wife with my fucking other arm and like take off. You know? What yeah, I'm she saying? move, communicate, kill. Like, yeah, and I, I exactly. Like, I think don't. I don't know. People just don't haven't been in those situations like we have. You know what I mean? Like in all honesty, like well, even and that's the thing too. It's like even even not having to be in that situation. I think I think like and that's why like with my social media account, like it's I talk a lot of shit, or I shouldn't say talk a lot of shit. I say a lot of shit, but a lot of the stuff I say is backed up with facts, and it's also how I feel. But when I see men that are fat, that are weak, oh, yeah. that are subservient, I, I get, I get, I don't want to say mad. Maybe I actually, maybe I get more sad than anything because I realize their lives must really fucking suck. And that's why with you, like me and you tag each other in our videos and stuff. And I do that with a couple of my other friends also. It's like, accountability is a hell of a fucking drug when oh, man. when when i get up in the morning and and that's one thing I, I i i hate about social media is this stupid shit where they're like oh if you didn't post it on instagram it didn't happen 
And it's like, yeah. hey, bro, if Ty does a fucking workout and posts it on Instagram, I'm like, fuck, man. And he tags me in it. Like, I need to get up on – I got to get out of bed and I need to go fucking work out. If, yep. if someone posts a fucking workout video that I see, if Joe Rogan's on there fucking getting after it, that motherfucker's almost 56 years old, I'm like, right. man – I need to fucking get after it. Like, I need to go train. Bro, and that's what happened when I went to Snyder's. Yeah. He fucking, bro, he, he, I mean, he really fucking, I mean, blew me out of the water. Like, working out-wise and hiking and shit, bro, I was like, what the fuck? Like, well, you're also not used like, to the elevation. Yeah, but I was just like, oh, I will never yeah. let this fucking happen again. Like, no, and, that, and, that's, and, and that's the thing, right? It's like... I use that type of shit as as momentum and drive for me and other dudes who are softer, who are fat, who are lazy, they see it as braggadocious or they see it as as yeah. over masculinity, yeah. like chest pounding. Bro, I'm not pounding my chest to show you that I train every day. I'm st- I'm showing you that you can train twice a fucking day and have four exactly. kids and have a wife and have a full time right. job. And spend time with your family, like, and go fucking alpine, uh, climbing mountains, doing alpine shit, snowboarding, rock climbing, exactly. hunting. Like, you can do it all, but it all comes back to how much time and effort are you willing to put into yourself? Because when I get up in the morning, I get up at four thirty. Guess what my kids are doing? They're fucking sleeping. And what, what am I going to do? I'm just going to lay around the fucking house for two hours till I got to go to work. Fuck that. I, I'll go. I'll go fucking work out. My wife is still sleeping. She doesn't have to start work till six. Right. So it's not like I'm going to be spending a bunch of time with them. I'm on the same shit and people, that's what, when, when I, I post for the same thing. I'm not posting for egotistical reasons. I'm posting because I'm a guy, bro, that not to toot my fucking own horn. I'm a guy that keeps everyone safe when I'm around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I fucking... I look at if I see a young if I see a younger lady walking by herself and there's fucking three guys on the street she's walking like I'm gonna look at my fucking rear view mirror and make sure nobody fucking like just tackled her into a fucking bush and tried to rape her. No, and that and that's from her, that's you know what I mean. Like no, that's what I'm seeing. Like the world would be a lot fucking better place if men would just know their fucking place. Our place is exactly. to protect the weak and the fucking vulnerable. So it's like. Yep. Same thing with me. Some women think it's weird. I see a mom unloading four kids into a in, into a uh, into a shopping cart by herself. I go over there and ask her, "Hey, you, you need help carrying any groceries? You need help with your kids?" Like, not because I'm a weirdo. It's because my wife sometimes has to go shopping with four kids and dealing with four kids as a woman plus a fuckload of groceries while you're trying to load everything in. And not get distracted to make sure nobody, no fucking person comes and snatches one of your kids while you're trying to load groceries. Yeah. not impossible. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I'll go over there, like, just kind of keep an eye on things. If I see her struggling with something heavy, fucking help her put it in. And it's like, we've we've come to this world where it's like, no, 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 just step back. Like, it's somebody else's problem. No, motherfucker, it's your problem because you're standing there. And I feel, well... And it's also discretion. I think discretion is like a big thing that people are fucking, they're not good at and they act retarded about because 
usually if that type of person is making a bunch of excuses, usually that person is like someone who <laughs> doesn't have that much like integrity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they already make terrible decisions and discretionary fucking choices every day, all day. But like, for example, if I got my kids in the car, if I got my two kids in the car and I'm going down the highway and I see a broken down vehicle, if I see someone that's helping that person, obviously I'm going to go by. Yeah. Nobody's helping that person and nobody's getting off or this, that, and the other. I'm going to call it in before I stop. Why? I have two fucking kids in the car. The odds of, or the, the percentages of me or in my mind, the risk, the it's risk mitigation. The risk of me pulling over on a highway going 70 miles an hour with two kids in the car compared to a single male that is passing that is, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm just as able, that's the person who needs to step up. But it's like if everyone knew their place, none of this shit would even be a hiccup. Well, that's saying? why. Like, that's what. So. So talking about like cars breaking down, my wife always laughs because whenever I see like cars will break down at stoplights and shit like that, right? Yeah. And whenever I see that, I get out and I help push them out of the way or I push them out of the way yeah. myself. Yeah. One, because everybody is going to be stuck in traffic because of that car. So yep. instead of just sitting there fucking being mad at them honking horns if we just got out and moved the car out of the way, traffic will flow easier. And exactly. two, or yeah, secondly, I lift weights. So I'm an abled body male who's pretty strong. So I have, I can, I can help move that truck out of the way or car out of the way. And three, if it was my wife that was broken down there, I would want someone to get out and help her push the car out of the way so she doesn't risk getting rear-ended by some fuck face not paying attention. Exactly. And I've been there many times and pushing motherfuckers out when they get stuck at stoplights with snow. Oh, yeah. No, I just, <laughs> last week I fucking pulled out this fucking two-wheel drive car when I was going up the mountain. I was like, I don't know why the fuck he was driving up there. It was snowing and everything and mountain super steep. But I was like, whatever, dude. I got this big-ass truck, drop it in four low, hook up a strap, rip him out. Took me, took, yeah. took literally a, 60 seconds out of my day to pull him out. That was it. And that helped him with hours. Yeah, that helped him with hours. And people just driving past. It's like, bro, why did you spend so much money lifting your truck, putting a big motor in it, spending all this shit? And then you're going to drive some, by someone who needs help. Right. Like you're and that's what, you're real piece of shit. It, it comes back down to like, uh, like personal responsibility, bro. Jocko says that shit all the time, but yep. I mean that that shit is, bro. That shit is extreme. That little concept he always preaches the extreme ownership, bro. That shit has personally helped me in my life, fucking tremendously. Like I can't even, like even with my wife. Like when it when it comes down to something with my wife, like okay, you know what I mean. Like what like what do you want done, like? Um, or like the other day I started doing this with my wife and my kids. Um, did you play football? Yeah. Do you know who Inky Johnson is? No, I didn't. I don't watch too much sports. 
no, I don't watch sports either. He's just like an old college. Like he was a phenom. But anyways, he's a he's kind of like an intellectual. He got paralyzed in uh, one of his arms while he was in college. He was a fucking phenom. Anyways, I've been trying to like get my maturity, my mental game up. I do this stuff every day. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, um. Anyways, I was listening to him, and one thing that he said, and I and I started doing this with my wife and kids is I'll just go up to them and you do this you do this knowing that you're not going to fucking reply right you, you, like you're asking this question you're not going to fucking reply the, the question is for you you know what I'm saying so you go up to him and you say hey like what am I doing in like terms of my words or actions that hurts you and you just fucking let him talk bro you would be fucking shocked at what, like, you'll be shocked at what, like, people say, like, your family says. And you fucking take that, and you literally just fucking go work on those things that they just told you. And holy shit, dude. I'm talking, it's, because it, there's so many um, invisible things, you know what I mean, intangible things that are going on there, you know, like, your, the humility, the, communication aspect so like you doing that with your wife well and they seeing it uh, and, oh my god it, it's <laughs> well they they also understand you care so it's like oh it's, and it's, it's like those it, go ahead it's like asking your kids at the end of the day like so i started okay so i started training again we'll, we'll hop into that next but i started training and i started taking my kids to the gym with me it's a 20 minute drive there and a 20 minute drive home they play they play video games and shit at the gym but it's like those that's 40 minutes on the road and i can ask them like hey how's your guys day going anything new you guys make friends you guys fighting with anyone how's school like how's the teachers how's this how's that like and as we get older or as our kids get older those conversations become more meaningful because maybe one day they've been bullied and shit like that and and they're thinking about killing themselves and they ride with dad in the truck down to the gym like they've always done and and they fucking just break down and it's like i was gonna fucking hang myself because this kid did and it's like whoa 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 what do you mean like talk to me letting them know that they're that that they have someone to go to who's always their cheerleader but also a disciplinarian yeah and that's where i think the that question and just the no response. I mean, it builds your leadership in their eyes. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's yeah. like, holy shit, this guy's like, well, and it's, it's also, this is who I want. Like, oh, it's good. Yeah. Well, it's good. well, it's also letting your wife know that you actually give a fuck about her feelings instead oh, of, bro, instead of everything. does for you and your wife's relationship is fucking. <laughs> well, it also, it is unreal. It, it stops everything from coming to a head, right? Like she builds up all this pent up emotion. You build up all this pent up emotion. And then, when you have a fight over something stupid, it's like, well, fucking three weeks ago, you fucking done this and that yeah. and that. And it's like, whoa, 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 what the exactly. fuck? Right. None of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's <laughs> once you start doing that, like you said, it, you make your wife feel more important, which is the, mo- the most fucking important job you have. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly. Making her feel that way, you know? Well, and that's that's a, that's another funny thing. I'll share another quick story before we get into a. Uh, uh, jiu-jitsu and mma and stuff but i got my haircut yesterday and i'm sitting there in the chair 
the guy next to me, they're talking, and then I overhear him say, he's like, um, he's like, yeah, I, I finally married my wife. We've been dating for seven years. And uh, the barber was like, oh, yeah, good. That's that's good on you guys. And, yeah, you shouldn't get married too quick. And he, the guy's like, yeah, you know, like some of these people, they, they'll fucking date for two months, been engaged for two months, and then they fucking get married. And then, and then they don't even know each other, and that's why their fucking marriage fails. And it took everything out of me to look, not look at him and go, I dated my wife for one month, asked her to marry me, and we married each other a month after that. We've That's been together funny. 12 fucking years and have four kids. You can go fuck off. Right. Oh, I would have had to say, oh, like, for you to not say something is good on you. No, and it, it was just like, it, it, it was just like, in my head, I, I was thinking like, no, just because you pick wrong women... And wrong women pick wrong men doesn't mean that shit can't work out. If you love somebody, you're going to fucking know if you love them, especially as an adult. We're not fucking children. We're not fucking, we're not 14 year olds that are like, oh, I got my first kiss. I'm in love with you. Like we're fucking adults. We're like 23, 25 years old. Like we know if this person's a good person, if, if she's out fucking partying every night, don't fucking marry that bitch. If she's, if she's got a fucking kid with three different dudes, probably not the one to marry, bro. No. And I mean, it takes, you have to always be like, I think the, the one number one thing about any, any successful marriage is like, you have to be willing to look yourself in the fucking mirror and you have to be willing to like work shit out. Cause I mean, bro, me and my wife have been through talking that like, Every situation, oh, no. like, well, I, like, I think, I think it's, uh, I think it's called, um, communication. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no, it's just, cause bro, it's like, if and, you're willing to work it out, like there's fucking nothing that's going to end. Well, and, and it's called uh fight. So like me and my yeah, wife, yeah, yeah. me and my wife do this thing. Like when we get to arguments and stuff, well, we, we fight for our relationship in the argument, we're fighting for our relationship, right? It's like people have lost, like every little thing is a fucking inconvenience to them. And everything is the worst thing in the world. Like, well, my wife didn't cook me dinner or my wife fucking didn't do this or my husband didn't do that. And it's like, it'll, it'll implode a marriage. And it's like, man, if you guys would just fight a little for your marriage, like, yeah. You guys bond would be stronger. Like fight for each yeah. other versus fighting yeah. each other. Yeah, and that, usually those type of people don't have shit going on and that's a big problem. That's why like when we when we talk about, you know, the daily habits and daily lifestyle, man, you got to stay fucking busy, man. You got to stay like active. Like I don't think Yeah, you got to fill up your time. Yeah, like it's not health. Like it's not healthy to just fucking be stagnant at home with your wife. Like you're you're gonna fucking like what happens? Uh, a huge, huge, huge problem. Yeah. In today's world, is porn, bro. Yeah. Like most dude, I think it's like over. I saw some fucking fact the other day. Um, a study was like over sixty percent of the men that look at porn get divorced. Like. And nobody's talking about that. Yeah, and you know, you know what's so fucking crazy? Well, it's not only that. It's also video. We'll get into video games too. Because what's insane to me is like I've seen studies where they say like 
men would rather ha- men would rather watch porn than fuck their wives. And I'm like, yep. bro, what, what the fuck? Like, but you- that's what happens when like people don't understand um, conditioned behavior, or, like some yeah, well, well, it's learn, that's know, like when you do it over and over. Well, that's why I say like sports is gay, is because there's dudes out there on Sundays. They're not fucking their wives Sunday morning because the game is on. And I got to watch the game. I'm like, bro, my wife is naked in bed. I don't give a fuck what is on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, my kids are asleep. We're fucking, we're adulting right now. Like, and and that's why I always say, like, sports are gay. Because, like, so you're telling me you would rather watch dudes in tights tackle each other than look at your naked wife? You're out of your fucking mind. Bro, I'm laughing because that's the truth. And the thing is, like, I'm at the same point in my marriage. Like, I, I don't give a fuck about what is on the TV. <laughs> if my wife is in fucking, if my wife is naked in bed, dude, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. Who's breaking what fucking record? Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like, fuck that dude. I gotta fuck my wife. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. People... Well, that's... People don't understand that because they don't understand, like, even those times. Like, you value those times with your wife because you're actually, when, you, when you're when you not in that moment right there, you're fucking taking care of your family. Yeah. You're taking care of your body. You're taking care of your mind. Well, and so that's... When so when you do have that time, you're going to take it. Yeah, you, yeah, you're happy. And that's another thing, too. It's like these guys that play video games. So oh, I came... I came home the other night and I was just fucking worn out. So I'm training twice a day. I get up in the mornings at 4.30. I either do cardio or I'd lift weights. I I go to work. After work, I do uh, 5.30 to 6.30 is Muay Thai or sparring. 6.30 to 7.30 is fucking jujitsu. And then 7.30 to 8 o'clock is free roll jujitsu. So I'm training about four hours a day, four and a half with a full-time job. So I get home, we get dinner done, we get the kids in bed, everything's good. Like we're we're in bed by like 1030 and I'm worn the fuck out. And this is every day. And I look at my wife because she's like, hey, let's watch Yellowstone. And I'm like, I I, I don't have the fucking energy. Like we we finally, (laughs) dude, yesterday I went and did legs in the morning just so I could have the afternoon to watch the fucking two episodes of Yellowstone that I fucking missed. I'm not joking. So I looked over at my wife and I said, people say, like, they ask me, why don't you play video games? Motherfucker, I don't have time. Oh, no. I I don't have fucking time to fucking play video games. My question is like when people say, oh, yeah, I lay down and I can't go to sleep at night. Then you're not fucking doing enough. You're not working hard enough. You're not putting enough pressure on yourself to wear yourself out. To when you get in fucking bed, you're like, God damn it. I can't believe I got to do this shit in the morning. Yep. That's the truth. That is, that, that is the truth. And that's, but again, a lot of people aren't in, that's where I think that that's where the gap is. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's either like you have a family and you're like that you're built like us kind of, which is rare. Um, but what you shouldn't be it. And it shouldn't be. That's the problem. That's what, like, that's that's what I'm trying to say is, like, that's where we need to connect, like, our, 
what we're talking about as far as like using your time wisely and just like that that light bulb that comes on when you have a family you have kids this that, and the other like that light bulb is different from someone that's like just single and just trying to get it yeah it's like if the problem is i feel like the ones that are single or you know if they're just dating or they're whatever the problem is you have to not chase money like i my generation our generation is like bro you have to stop chasing money it's i just posted this shit the other day it's not what you do or it's not it's what you do not how you do it you know what i'm saying like you have to choose your time more fucking wisely because like we don't have that fucking long of a life and it's like dude you want to you don't want to be you don't lead yourself down a path of depression and fucking just darkness just because you're choosing not to like you feel like you're doing good and you might have money and you might be doing this like i know some young cats bro that are (laughs) these motherfuckers are making so much money it is insane but they're they're just empty because they're not they're not realizing the fucking materialism and, and the money they're chasing money that's the problem and that's that's something like my um grand my grandfather and my dad struggled with as well as like you know what i mean they're everybody they're does. real deal hustlers you know what i'm well, saying I mean, every, that's what if you look at that that's like if you look at actors and actresses and musicians like all of these people they're rich they're famous they get people chasing after them they get autographs they get all of this shit they're on tv and they still fucking kill themselves and that's what, like, I've been, so I've had, like, I've been exposed, like, one thing I'll say about my parents is, like, that was awesome, like, I and I think, like, was very special, was, like, they literally exposed me, bro, to, like, the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows, so, like, they had friends, bro, we would be in fucking, literally, <laughs> like, million, like, fucking 50 million dollar mansions, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah very very high class shit and like but then like we're fucking working and living by the projects not in the projects but by them you know what i'm saying like and and doing tons of work there and fucking being in bail bonds you know what i'm saying dealing with like literally the lowest level of society period you know what i mean like so it's there's a lot like you have to learn to balance and 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 learn what's important and what to spend your time on. And that's where, like, in my life, I've, I really feel like I've turned the corner as far as, like, my last name. Like, I'm in a special place in my family right now to where, like, I'm basically the last DePong in my family line to pass on the last name. You know what's crazy? Case. Are you the same way? No one else has my last name because my last my last name's hyphenated. I don't talk about my last name because I don't want people knowing who the fuck I actually am. But yeah, 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 yeah. it's the only people in this w- entire world that have my last name is me, my wife, and my kids. Oh, that's fucking cool. That's cool. So that's cool. Yeah, no, I'm trying to like I'm I'm so I'm basically like the last leg. But, like, my, my sons are, like, basically the new blood, the new generation, yeah. you know? And, like, that's something that, like, I am, like, val- valiantly, I don't fucking know if I said that right, 
passionately trying to fucking change in this like little generational curse shit um it's like a huge focus of mine and that's why like i just tested myself really mentally to even be able to do to do the job of like actually being the father that they needed like during the day like and it it obviously my work and my obviously our work me and my wife's work i mean it speaks for itself you know what i mean like it's always funny to me like you can tell a lot about you can tell everything you need to know about a person by how their fucking kids act dude yeah how their young kids act i promise you yeah they're cussing the fucking like my kids don't really my kids don't cuss but it's like they they can be like that's what's crazy is at home they they're fucking out of control but once we get into public people always say like oh my god your kids are the most best behaved kids and i'm like what but they yeah. they yeah. understand the repercussions of their actions when they get home if someone tells me that they were fucking around. Yeah. And they're just they they're just nice kids, like nice mannered kids, you yeah. know what I mean? Like they're they're not afraid to fucking share with another kid. They're not a they're not gonna kick another fucking kid when he's down or, you know what I mean? Like they're just good fucking kids, you know? Like and that's what bro, I'm around a lot of kids that nigga <laughs> if you <laughs> If you see some of these fucking kids here, boy, you would you be like, bro, what the fuck? I mean, it's, yeah, no, that's that's everywhere, are, dude. It's it's brutal. So that was something that's like been a huge focus of mine, just changing that because they're the next basically fucking wave of our last name, you know. So I'm trying yeah. to change that, and like you taught, you put up that bullied the bully video the other day and like that hit home with me too because i was fucking bullied like a bro i've been jumped bullied fucking (laughs) yeah like had had fucking my little racist stories all that shit you know what i'm saying but like it's like how do you change that for your sons though you know what i'm saying like how do you like for me when I like when I had my experiences, like especially with mushrooms and shit, and just like sitting at home reflecting on that, it's like, bro, how do I change that for my sons? Like, they're gonna get in the situations. You can't avoid the situations. So you yeah. might as well get over that. How the fuck do I change their mindset and what they're thinking in that moment from what I was thinking? And pay attention. Really? That's pay attention. It, pay attention to your no, kids. But, no, but it was train bro putting them in a right path right like training them yeah well that's equipping them that's what what i mean by that's what i mean by paying attention like you're seeing you're seeing what they need to work on because you're paying attention like oh my son can't talk very well so i need to speak to him more often he can't spell very well so i need him to write down he can't do this very well or that very well and and you explain to them and you you talk to them and you you pay attention to what they're struggling with and you you kind of nurture that and then you also pay attention to the signs because you go oh wait when i started doing that as a kid the next step was throwing a fucking chair at a teacher yeah yep yep i need to step in now and stop that from happening and that's what i had i had bro i had anger issues the same i mean i had anger issues and my son does too yeah crazy but i mean he (laughs) my son's problem is bro he's he hates um disappointing me like on a on a fucking 
My daughter's that way. Just astronomical level, bro. My like, daughter, my daughter is like, if I tell her like, or if I tell my son, hey, like we were riding dirt bikes out in the desert, and I'm like, hey, you need to go a little faster. And uh, so he's riding, he's riding a little faster, and my daughter comes over and she's like, dad, do I need to go faster too? And I'm like, you do, you do whatever you want. Dude, she fucking floors this thing and passes me doing like 35 miles an hour. And like my fucking heart fell out of my ass. I was so fucking scared. I chased her down. I'm like, slow the fuck down. And like she stops and she's like, dad, did I do good? You proud of me? Did I do good? And I'm like, fucking once my fucking heart started beating again i'm like yeah but you need to slow down like she tries so fucking hard to to uh oh you you watch yellowstone right yeah yeah so that girl beth the way she is with her dad in that show that's how my daughter is with me like okay everything my daughter does is like a hundred percent if it's for dad yeah. Like That's she competes with Yeah, she competes with her brother in everything that they do like it's like, "Hey, you guys need to take out the trash." She'll run over to the trash can, fucking rip the trash out, be like, "I'll fucking take it out faster than man does." You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Yeah. Like she just that's who she is and it's it's fucking it's it's funny to see the quirks that they have growing up. But fuck. And yeah, like their little you can see like their little role like you can see what type of role they would like they're gonna play later yeah like my son my first son donovan bro this dude is a fucking bro he's gonna be if i don't know he, he he's that's gonna be the one that's gonna join the military if, if either of them do if they yeah. want to bro you want to talk about a fucking organized little anal just Animal. I mean, and he just loved, bro, just an animal, bro. Like, just a leader, like, one. But he's caring, right? So yeah. he cares about everybody. He he loves, he makes sure everyone's happy. He fucking, he'll give you the shirt off his back. Like, he fucking, he, he'll give up his last little snack to share, you know? Like, yeah. He'll, he, but he's also like, I want to be like fucking Captain America. Like, that's his yeah. favorite. Like, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, that's his favorite superhero. That's what yeah, this that, fucking country needs. What, exactly. That's what, like, so, like, being a, fa- like, being his father, and I had those feelings, right? Like, that, like, I look at that and I'm like, fuck, that's me. Like, oh, like, I get excited because I'm just like, not because I'm trying to fucking, like, and this is where people get confused, right? They're like, oh, they'll say, oh, you're just fucking, like, living through your kids. It's like, no, you're fucking realizing like that you are in that position and you know how to help them. You yeah, you you fucking... you're giving them the resources to be better than you. Exactly. And it's like it's fucking exciting. Like it's exciting to see like the progression and like his fucking mind and so he's like the leader, the tactician, like this motherfucker will sit by himself and come up with a whole plan, come back to the group like, "All right, let's do this this." Yeah, like, bro, he is that guy you know what i mean and everyone loves him and then my fucking youngest son is just like the muscle like you know yeah. what i'm saying like this motherfucker doesn't give a fuck like he's trying to fight like and just he's just a grunt you know what I'm yeah saying? yeah he's just a, a ground pounder he's a t- he's the t- toughest old bastard um god he's okay little guy, but we're coming up on yeah, no. we're coming up on an hour and a half almost two hours so 
Let's get into fucking training. So you are the number one prospect out of um, Michigan in jujitsu white belt. What is it, gi? White belt. Yep, gi. Yep, yep. At one one forty five to one fifty five. Yep. How long have you been training? <clears throat> Almost two years total, um, but a year straight as of right now. Okay. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I So it's been going good. What so I'm happy with it and I'm What well what's the plan? Is it is it to just continue to compete? Is it are you are you looking at MMA? What are you what are you doing? So, um I wanna champ before I think about anything else, I wanna um champ out at Worlds for Blue Belt and um, I want to do it in gi and no gi, but we'll see whichever one I gravitate towards more. Um, yeah, and then after that... Um, Are you I, cutting I, weight you, for this? No. So you're I don't, bro, you're so naturally I don't, 155? Yeah, yep, yep. Like, this is like natural. Like, um, I just walk around fucking naturally how I am. Like, I'm 151 as of today, you know? Damn. Yeah, so I just... I I don't cut weight or nothing, man. I just fucking, I go fight and whatever the fuck I'm, I'm weighing just because I'm like, that's how it's going to be on the streets anyway, so. Well, I got a gun on the streets, so I don't give a fuck what I weigh on the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But if the, if I can't, if I can't yeah. shoot that man, then. Um, so, yeah, it's just more of a mental test for me. You know what I'm saying as well on top of that, but. Yeah. But the plan is, yeah, to, to compete. I want to get a gold medal for Worlds on the IBJJF. Um, gold medal for Worlds, at least at Blue Belt, and then keep going from there. I'm I'm a jiu-jitsu guy for life, for sure. Like, I'll be practicing till the fucking, till I can't anymore, for sure. Um, but after that... Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I got to talk with some people. Like, I don't know what sh- my route should be as far as, like, if I should go MMA or stay in jiu-jitsu. I really do like the whole jiu-jitsu. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm deep into the, the jiu-jitsu game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's going to be – I think by the time – my kids are like seniors in high school. I mean, I think that's going to be a fucking sport, like a real American sport. You know? No, I, I I think it's already getting there, especially um, with Nogi. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So I'm kind of focused on that. My my goal, my my main goal for the next ten years is to be black belted within ten years, so that I can hand my kids their black belt when they're fucking. 18 20 whatever you yeah know what i mean when i get their shit so but no just goals right now are just hyper focused on winning um my sons they fucking love it you know what i mean they get a kick out of like the gold medals and just seeing just not the gold medals but just seeing me compete you know what i'm saying like, yeah i just seen how like my kids react to that and that it it lit a fucking fire under my ass like and i've been on like we were the guy I tagged you with major and whatnot. I mean, bro, we've been champions before, so it's cool to have sons and be able to try to go after something like that. So, and I'm um, I'm just trying to, like I said, 
be harder to kill, like be able to protect the family and like whoever's innocent, wherever the yeah. I'm at. You know what I mean? Like that's that's goal number one and priority number one for me. What about you? Yeah, man. Um, so I'm gonna go to MMA route, um, in training and stuff like that. But I uh should be fighting sometime next year early spring is what i'm hoping um i'm weight cutting now well i shouldn't say weight cutting i'm doing weight loss now i'm walking around at 215 i'm going to cut down to 200 195 ish and then cut to 185 for a fight and uh i i um i was just planning on doing one amateur fight just to get my socks off but speaking to some of the guys in the business um that i train with they feel that I can go pro. Just really, yeah. They're just the way I'm moving, the power that I have. They're they're like, dude, you're taking to this shit like a fucking fly to shit, like a duck to water. Like this is fucking the the progression that I'm making. Every sparring session, I'm fucking getting better. I'm getting quicker. I'm moving better. I'm kicking harder. Like everything is just coming quicker. And as I'm losing weight, my hands are getting faster, but my power oh, yeah. is still there. So well, it's I'm like curious to see what you look like, bro, at like one eighty five. Yeah, feeling good though. Well, like you're gonna be feeling good as shit. Well, fuck. I talk, I even talked to one of the guys. He he runs a lot of promotions in Hawaii and stuff. He's he's actually gonna help me with my boxing. And his son's a really good wrestler. Um, they're gonna help me with my my takedowns and my takedown defense, and my uh, yeah. my hands. And he even said he's like, with the way you fucking talk on social media. He's like, oh, yeah. you start, he, <laughs> yeah. he's like, you start fucking knocking dudes out and Dana White's going to be knocking on the fucking door in like a year and a half. Yeah. He's like, with your mouth and the way you're fucking progressing, yeah. like <laughs> two years, you could be in the fucking UFC and I'm not even saying that to blow smoke up your ass. He's like, I'm fucking serious. Good. So. So you're getting it. So you're just, so that's your goal then, huh? Dude, that's not even my goal. That's just where, like, that, that, this just happened Friday night. Like, I, I was told Damn. this Friday night, like, Jesus fucking Christ. You know what I mean? Like, so what did that do for you mentally? Like, what, so, so what did that drive you mentally now? As after that, like, what do you, what are your thoughts thinking on something like that now? I don't know, man. Honestly, I mean, it's, I I think the problem with me is I know I'm good. So it's like yep. someone else reaffirming that that's that's cool and all but I'm always the only person's opinion that I care about at the end of the day of is usually myself. If yep. if I know I'm doing shitty then I'm going to be the hardest fucking critique on myself. If I know I'm doing good then I'm I'm still going to be the hardest critique on myself and it's like Two weeks ago, I had a sparring session and I, I, I wasn't feeling good that day and I was just getting caught left and fucking right. That was the day that that guy question mark kicked me and uh, oh, yeah, yeah. when I dropped my hands and I like I sat down in the corner after because we usually do um, we usually do two minute sparring sessions nonstop for an hour. You can you can okay. you can pull yourself out if you want. Yeah. But it's like it's 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 kind of, it, yeah, it's it's work, and uh, after that I, I, 
I was going to train jujitsu and I kind of sat in the corner and I was looking at, at my jujitsu gi and I was like, I, I'm not cut out for this. Like, this is not what I anticipated. This is not like, I, I should just quit now. Like I'm fucking, I'm embarrassing myself. I'm embarrassing my family. Like I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my money. Like, stop. What the fuck are you doing? I came in and trained. I didn't. I left after that to the next sparring session. I came in. That was a Monday night. Wednesday night, I come in to spar, and I I, I was on it. Timing was great. Power was there. Just fucking eating, and uh, I realized then, like, man, you're gonna have bad days. Oh yeah. Like you're. Oh, yeah. There's gonna be days when you're just off and and. And the easiest guy in the gym is going to be fucking whipping on you. And that's what that's what's going to make the difference right there is if I take that and I go, fuck, man, should I quit and do quit? Or if I take that and come back and that's still in the back of my head on Wednesday and and it happens again, like that shit's over. You had a bad day. That day is over. You come back Wednesday and you fucking smash like. Yeah. That's where yeah, my mindset is now. Yeah. Well, that's not a problem with me for all my fucking brain damage I have. Yeah, no, I've had, I haven't. I mean, I definitely haven't had it as bad as you, but I've had my fair share of, like, actual hospitalized concussions. Yeah. Yeah, my shit's a little fucked up, too, so I hate it. Yeah, man, I, um, I think, uh, I think we're gonna be, I think we're gonna be doing big things, man. I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see because I'm like, I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna have to start fucking. When you get down to that weight, bro, I'm gonna have to make a trip out there to fucking roll with you, see what you're about. Yeah, they um, even my wife. So what people don't understand about my wife too is my wife's actually a brown belt in Kaji Kempo. She fought full contact karate her whole life. Oh, that's fucking dope. She stopped. Um, she stopped competing when uh, she graduated college, but. In high school, is she gonna get? No, she she in high school, um, the girls wouldn't fight her. She had when when she went to the state championship, she had to fight boys, in her weight division. Damn. Yeah, the the girls like girls would show up. It was basically like girls would show up. They would step on the mat, bow, and then turn around, <laughs> and the corner would throw in the towel, and that's how my wife would fucking win that division. So they started uh. Yeah, they start they started That's making funny. her fight the boys and even then she was she was fucking knocking like there was a couple times they disqualified her for head kicking guys and knocking them out after they like punched her in the tit or something. Holy shit. Yeah. No, my wife's my is wife's she, So what does she think about jujitsu? Uh she did it a little bit when we were in Texas and she, she didn't like it. Honestly. Damn. She's like she's like, This is stupid. I'd rather just punch this girl in the face. Like I, I don't want her grabbing me. <laughs> but yeah, no, my I got my wife into it, which was like fucking. I couldn't. It was the biggest surprise and shock ever because I've tried to get her to do fucking everything with me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> Usually, just like, oh, this is okay, babe. I'm just kind of just doing it for you. You know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. But she went to jujitsu one fucking time, and she was like. Oh, I see why you like this shit. Yeah, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Well, it's because she's it's because she gets to roll around with a bunch of other dudes. That's why. 
I'm not good enough. Yeah. A couple more inches that black side. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but no, like, um, well, that's why, like, with my wife too, I'm having her kind of critique me. I, I'm vid when she can't come to the gym. I I I have my son video. And uh, I talked to her and I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And that's that's been really helpful too, being able to just have someone who has experience. Because, I mean, yeah. I can kick really fucking hard, but right. it's not crisp. It's not clean. I can punch really fucking hard, but it's not crisp and it's not clean. So if I can have someone literally who I live with critique me and it's like, hey, this is what you're doing wrong. This is what you're doing wrong. Try this next time. Move like this. It's a fucking game changer, bro. And it, I don't know, it builds your confidence in. Well, yeah. And, and that's what. Could you imagine my wife in my fucking corner, what that'll do to someone? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you yeah. look into your corner, yeah. you see your wife's fucking face right there pressed up against a cage. And it's like, get up. You're going to fucking get up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And that's what. The, and, and I think it's also like the whole the the combat sport thing i think it's there's something to it bro like there's something deeper to it because to circle back one more time to earlier about like people that go through you know what i mean they yeah go through situations of abuse or something like that like myself dude that's the the best shit you can possibly do is, i don't is well i don't think it's your, well it, yeah it builds your confidence but i also think it's in your blood like so you're you're black, but yeah. your your people probably came from Africa, which two hundred years ago was a bunch of warring fucking tribes that were murdering each other. Yeah. Then you came to America if you were if your family goes back to the slaves and they were getting the fuck yeah. beat out of them and they were the hardest workers and that's why they fucking survived. Right. You know what I mean? And well, throughout like that also but also like on a okay, like on a this is what I mean, like on a if you if you're in a an abusive like even if a woman gets beat by her husband, yeah, kid gets sexually abused and they're younger, they're an adult now, you have to get over the fact that you were in the most vulnerable state that you have ever yeah, ever it, will be. You it know it I mean? builds your confidence to realize that this shit will never happen to me again. Exactly. And that's I think it it it's deeper than a lot of other bullshit therapy that's out now. Yeah. And well, besides, like, besides mushrooms. Yeah, no, no. Mushrooms is the real, like, bro, but mushrooms is the real deal for sure. And the training, you know, you have to, yeah. Cause vulnerability comes down to fear. You know, when you feel vulnerable you feel, you're really fearing, fearing something, you know? Well, that's why like this, this past week on Friday night, um, I went to open mat and I told the guys there, I said, Hey, I'm going to take a lot of fucking risks tonight. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, what do you mean? I said, I'm going to go for fucking like, I'm going to put myself in fucking shitty situations, but like, I'm going for, I'm going for submissions hard tonight. And they're like, Oh, okay. I rolled with everybody. And then I rolled with half the guys. And by the end of that, no one else wanted to roll with me. And and I wasn't being a dick and I wasn't using my strength and just ragdolling these dudes. But they were just like, no, I'm good, bro. Like, I can't learn anything because you're just stuffing me. 
Right. And I'm like, fuck, man. Like, but I need you guys to fucking try to re- like. They they're good at resisting me, but I'm just better because they can't like. I just know the so next the, movement, the next progression, the next step. So oh, like okay. they're they're basically like I had a dude get me in a fucking um um a rear naked choke, but it was on the yeah. chin. He starts squeezing and I'm like he can't hold this strength forever. So I tuck my jaw down and I just grit it. He goes to regrip, yeah. I grab his hand, I rip it off, I spin around him in his full guard. Right. And he's just like that's where- what the fuck? That's where I got to come roll with you so I can teach you that if I, if I get anything below the nose, <laughs> it's all, it's all yellow. No, there's, there's that. Well, that's the thing too. Like there was a dude, um, he was in the, I was, I was turtled up. He got his arm under my neck. He went to, he, he was post up on his other arm. I grabbed it, stood up and did a front flip. <laughs> and he like, when as soon as I left the floor to do my front flip, he let go and I continued the front flip, landed, turned around, tackled him back to the ground. And he's just like, what the like, this dude is 215 pounds. How the fuck did he just do a front flip with me on his fucking back? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yo, I'm dead. When, yeah, man, we're, I'm gonna have to make a trip out there so we can roll this show. Be hilarious. Well, fuck, we also need to hunt, dude. Down. We need a fucking yeah, hunt. Yeah, no, we so. definitely. I, I would definitely. Yeah, we can definitely do that. For but sure. we both got fucking Kazu Bowler bows too. That's fucking dope. Yeah, he, he's uh, Dave. Talking about Dave. Shout out to Kalamazoo bows, Dave. Um, yes, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna call him actually, and I'll probably have him on the podcast next because. He's in the process of building me a fucking three-piece worry curve. That's the first one he's what? built with carbon limbs. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I called him and I said, uh, I'm have I said, have a talk with Dave. so, so I called him His and I said, best. I have, I said, I have wood coming up from Hawaii. I said, have you ever built a three-piece recurve? And he's like, no, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about making one in the future, but. Not right now. And I said, Dave, I'm sending you wood. I'm sending you all the parts for the fucking uh, takedown. And I want carbon fiber in that motherfucker. So I just sent you some carbon fiber for it also. Damn, and, and he's what? like, so what? Go ahead. no. And he was like, yeah, but I've never worked with carbon fiber. I'm like, Dave, this is a prototype. If we're going to fucking break it, we're going to break it big. But if it doesn't break and it holds together, this thing is going to be fucking amazing. Right. I said, make that motherfucker 65 pounds and we're going to send it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. What? So, oh, that's, oh, yeah. I'm going to have to talk to Dave. Dave, if you fucking hear this, if you listen, I need a fucking prototype out of this fucking deal somehow, <laughs> some motherfucking way. No, well, I'm um, I'm still paying for it because I'm gonna I'm I'm basically paying for the fucking research and development, which I don't give a fuck. Like, right? Yeah. No. If this bow, because that's the thing about Dave too. Like, well, he's the reason me and you got became friends was because he he yep. Dave sent me a fucking so I can't I didn't realize he was following me on Instagram. And I saw a post of his and um, I reached out to him. I said, hey, I'm thinking about getting into traditional archery. What 
um, what would you recommend like entry level? I'm just going to get a cheap one to see if I like it or not. And he's like, actually, I have a recurve that no one's bought yet. It has some cookie uh, camo on it. If you want it, you just pay for the shipping and I'll just send it to you. And I'm like, yeah. you serious? He's like, yeah, I'll send you everything I got. I'll give you arrows, quiver, recurve, everything. And uh, if you like it, then you fucking buy it. If you don't, just send it back. So I'm like, holy fuck, man. Never even meant to do. Just message him on Instagram. He's like, I see. I, I followed you for a long time. Like, I trust you. Sends me the bow. I came back from hunting. Opened it up. Pulled it out. Still had all my hunting shit on. Went to the range. Shot it. Messaged him. I said, dude, I want this bow. He said, but I'm going to send it back because I don't have the money to pay for it right now. You know what this motherfucker yeah. tells me? Just keep it anyway. Well, <laughs> do, do you, uh, instead of sending it back, can you just make payments? Right. And I'm like, what the, who the fuck does that? Oh, he's, bro. He's, so, so I started making payments on it and I paid it off. And I was just like, bro, what the fuck? So. Oh, he's a dude, he's a gem. Yeah, he's like a real fucking gem of a guy. I owe a lot to Dave, and that's why I wanted to. That's why I wanted to break into the three piece market is because it's like, man, I guarantee you could sell even more bows if you had a three piece. Because I need a three piece for when yeah. I travel. Right, right. So that's why I was like, I'll pay for everything. You don't gotta pay for shit. I'll pay for. Right. I'll pay for. I'll send the wood. I'll buy the fucking parts. I'll buy the carbon limbs. Like I'll pay for all this shit. Let's right. run this motherfucker and see how it does. And if it does good, then you can fucking sell this thing. Dude, include me in this deal, Dave. I want to be part of your fucking R&D department. No, you're black. I'll make it even better then. <laughs> Actually, no, because I'm black, I have to be part of it. Because what? what's the little fucking law? Um, Damn. Yeah, <laughs> see, Damn you can't even think dude. about it. These fake ass laws. Can't even think about it. I can't even get my victimized mentality. Yeah. <laughs> you, you need to fucking take the Michael Jackson route and make yourself a little more white. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's gonna be fucking. Oh awesome. well, oh, never sorry. mind. You you are homosexual, so I guess we might have to add you on there. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. No. Fucking, oh my god, we even had some laughs about some, oh my god, some jokes, but that's what, oh god, yeah, we got, we gotta definitely link up, bro, hunt together. We will. And, uh, roll together and shit, cause man, we're gonna have some fucking good time, good laughs, fuck. Okay, brother, I gotta hop off, we've been on this motherfucker for two hours. Too long, too fucking long. Not too long, dude, we gotta, we we put out a bunch of great information and I fucking appreciate you coming on, man. No, I definitely appreciate you having me on. I appreciate the uh, friendship, bro. I really do. Um, definitely helps me as a man and a person. So thank you and your family, man. Definitely. Always, always. Okay, brother. Right. Thanks. Yes, sir. Have a good one, brother. You too.